The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Empower yourself and get inspired to build the life of your dreams. Welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. I am super excited to have you join us today while we explore the concept of living a life of peace every day. Peace defined as wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. Take a brief moment, just breathe that in because you are so worthy of peace every day. Yes, it's possible. Yes, you deserve it. And yes, you can have it. We work together on this show to bring you the topics and the guests to partner with you as you create your life of peace every day. I'm super excited about today's guest. And before I bring him on, I want to just tell you that, of course, we've got nice things for you all because you deserve it. You're everyday peacemakers after all. And so don't forget, if you'd love to find out seven ways to discover your passion, live in your passion. Wouldn't that be amazing to wake up every day and live in your passion, move and have your all your activities in your passion, building your passion every day. So I'm giving away a free course. It talks just about that, discovering and living in your passion. And you have access to that course by simply emailing and saying free in the tagline to Drayvon, that's D-R-A, B as in victory, O-N as in Nancy, James, Drayvon James at gmail.com. So number you have um, done just that and given me some great feedback and I, I absolutely love you for it. I'm great. I'm grateful that you tried the course out and that it's working for your life. So those of you who have not yet done that, hop on over to Drayvon James at gmail.com, free in the, in the subject line and take full advantage of that wonderful opportunity. Also, free courses online. We talk about this a lot. If you're one of those people who just like to learn something more about your passion, you already know what that is, or you're trying to discover it and you like to take some free online college courses, the Institute for Learning and Lifelong Learning is offering free courses. And I happen to teach a course on there called the 2020 Clarity Course. So there are many wonderful courses on there. So the Institute for Leadership, excuse me, the Institute for Leadership and Lifelong Learning. So pop over there and check that out as well. Today, we have a fabulous guest with us today. We have Mr. Mark Brodinski. He is a writer, an accomplished speaker, an Emmy winner, and a passionate believer in the power of your story. He's on a mission to positively impact the lives of a billion people. Today, he's here to join us and discuss just that. What does that mean? How do you do that? What is, could you get jazzed and excited about your passion? So much so that you want to share and positively impact the lives of a billion people. That's what Mark is going to talk to us today about his foundations, his campaigns, and how he's doing that, and how you can do that as well. Welcome to Everyday Peace. Mark, we're so happy to have you. Thank you, Dr. James. My pleasure. It's 
really great to be here. I appreciate you uh, inviting me in. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, well, I'm excited to talk with you. Just we were coming on the air and we were getting into a wonderful, wonderful uh, discussion and just about, you know, what it means to even have a desire to impact a billion people. And specifically, we're talking about, you know, how do you take a gift into a passion, into a career, into service for a billion people? We're going to get into all of that today. But before we do that, Introduce us to, to you. How, how did you become this guy who's written these two amazing books, who's done all the fascinating things that you've done, and then landed here with this huge goal and this, this heart of service to positively impact the lives of a billion people? So it really comes out of one question. That's an excellent uh, question. And it really comes out of one question we should all ask ourselves and uh, maybe and the audience listening knows the answer to this question, but, you know, what are the two most important days in your life? It's the day you're born and what? The day you find out why. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're all here for right? We're all light. We're all spirit. We're all energy. Uh, we're, you're not – God doesn't make a mistake. Right? And this has nothing to do with religion. It just has to do with creation. God doesn't make mistakes. So we're, if we all have a purpose and we all have a <clears throat> excuse me, reason for being here, then if you can tap into what that is and shine that light so bright that it cannot be ignored, then you're going to do good in the world. You know, and everyone's going to have struggles and everyone's going to have things happen because that's what life is. Nobody gets out of life alive, right? <laughs> we're all eventually going to go to some place at the end. But, I mean, your struggle will be your gift that the world will fall in love with. And the struggles that you face, you think, are the things that are not attractive or the most attractive because you actually fight and overcome them. And those lessons that you, uh, that we learn from you overcoming those uh, is what attracts us to you. So, uh, you know, really, Dr. James, it comes out of that question, but also the realization that the goal of this human adventure is to see what all we can become with all we have been given. It's really a reflection, right? And that's a Jim Rohn line. I mean, one of the godfathers of personal growth and self-improvement. So, I mean, I came to that after a, a career in television for 15 years as a producer and a reporter in Baltimore. I produced the morning show in Baltimore. It was one of the most successful morning shows on, on WJZ channel 13. They called me the blade. That was my nickname on the show. And, uh, I got to be on air as well, and I won an Emmy. Um, but then I left that for reasons of freedom and flexibility with my daughters. Uh, my oldest, and who's now 20, was one year old at the time, and knew that once I left and became self-employed that you have to go out and, and survive. And I, I never, you know, I started listening to things because when you're driving around and what I was doing at the time was, you know, health insurance. I'm still doing that, but in a different in a different vein. But driving around to people's homes and doing appointments, you have to keep yourself and you, uh, you know, motivated and keep your head in the game. And so I started listening to things like The Power of Positive Thinking by Norman Vincent Peale, Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill. And I had these CDs in my car driving all around in the, in the you know, early 2000s, listening to that and being motivated and inspired by it and realizing that's what I needed. I mean, I used to keep a a box of supplies in my trunk before I went into someone's home with my booklets and things I needed for the appointment. And on the top of that box had a message that said, failure is not an option. And I had to look at that every day and realize that I was doing this for more than just me because I needed to do things for my family. But also the more, I, the more people I helped, 
the, the realization I had that this is what life is all about. I'm changing people's lives one person at a time. And then I uh, actually listened to this program by Darren Hardy. So as a program, he's got a, a guide that my mastermind group uses called Living Your Best Year Ever. And all this kind of leads into the same thing because the, through the Living Your Best Year Ever program, we, I developed a mastermind group with two people, three people already doing it, got to join the, the group. And through that, which that program is made up of just doing little things every single day that are easy to do but easy not to do. We'll get into that more in a, in a couple of minutes but that's because that's the foundation of something else I created. But by doing those things, I started to change my life and, and was able to answer the question of why. Why am I here? And that's because with my family is my foundation, I'm now positively impacting the lives of a billion people. So I asked myself the question, why wouldn't I? Why? why? I mean, why? we're all miracles. We're all masterpieces, and we are all heroes, every single person. Absolutely. And I, I love that, too. I love that fact you started asking yourself, like, why wouldn't you? Because we have two options when we when we interact with people. We have the option to leave them better than what we found them or to leave them worse than what we found them. Right. And so when I read your words and I hear you say to positively impact the lives of a billion people, it, it makes me have that feeling, too. Why not? Like, why Why not? We have that opportunity to have a positive impact, uh, no matter how small or how large. We do have that opportunity. One thing I want to talk a little bit about is that your ability to tell stories is something of a phenomenon that you um, actually parlayed into a, you know, an enterprise in itself. Let's talk a little bit about that, your your storytelling. Yeah, I always loved writing in school, and I worked on the college newspaper, and um at Towson University when I went there. And even in uh, when I was in the fourth grade, I remember writing a, a two little or three little stories about the earth, people, and uh, I think love um, for a little newsletter in the in fourth grade that the school published on the back of their you know release that they would do it every week. I always love writing, and I know that that is one of my gifts. It just is. Certain people have certain things they do well, right? And I know that I can write. And I started writing a blog, which was called It's Just About Life, and it was just observations of every single day or every other day. I would just sit down and write down, a, you know, notes and things about what I observed in the world, what was going on in my family, my friends, my work. I mean, just, just in general. It's just about life, which, which left it very open-ended in terms of the topics. And then my, my wife at the time got uh, breast cancer, and I started um, tracking that to a journal. And I turned that journal into a book called It Takes Two, Surviving Breast Cancer, A Spouse's Story. But while I was writing the book, I also wanted to start a blog um, or, or expand that blog. So the one I was doing, which was just about life, and people were reading that and also reading about the journal that I was creating because I would put it up on CaringBridge and then up on social media. They're like, we, you know, you should write a book, you should write a book, you should write a book. And one woman actually got in touch with me and said, I just love the way you tell stories. I have a, a son who has a terminal illness. And I'd love for you to interview us and, and write a story. And I said, well, okay. I thought I sat down and thought about that. And I never, I'll never forget, I was standing in the shower on a Friday morning and thinking about it. And this idea came to me. I'm like, you know what? I'll, I'll write the story, but I got to showcase it and highlight it somehow. So I said, you know what? I'll make it a longer version of things I've been doing, and I'll call it the Sunday series. And the Sunday series became stories of courage, hope, and inspiration with anyone that I would meet out in life. Right? It might be someone who was referred to me. It might be someone I just had a conversation with, someone that I met through the health insurance business. It could be anything. And every Sunday, 
uh, you know, during the course of the week, I'd interview them for an hour on the phone. I'd sit down Sunday morning, get up early, like 5 o'clock in the morning, and I'd pound out that story over about three hours and anywhere in between 2,000 2,500 words, put it up on my blog, and it became a signature. And so for four or five years, I did that, and then I came to the health insurance company I'm working with, U.S. Health Advisors, and said, hey, I'm willing to do this for you, too, as a recruiting tool, because people love stories. In fact, I heard Les Brown say a line the other day. I'm sure you all know, anyone listening to this must know who Les Brown is, one of the great motivation speakers in the world. He is one of my favorite, and I was going to mention that in my notes when I you know, was doing my study of you, that he, to me, is a master storyteller. He, he intertwines it in his inspirational talk so beautifully. And he took a quote from a book called The Prophet. And I listened to him being interviewed by Ed Milet the other day, or last week. And uh, he said in, in that quote that more than, more than hunger and thirst, people need stories. So stories define our lives. And stories are so important because we're all moved by the stories and we all move forward by stories. And so I came to the health insurance company and said, look, here's a great recruiting tool, I believe, because if people read stories about the people in this company, because everybody has a story and everybody has struggles and everybody has things that we can learn from. And if someone reads the story and says, hey, if they can do it, so can I, because we work in a 100% commission uh, business, but it takes motivation, desire to succeed, and great attitude, but you also got to be able to overcome struggles, and everyone has struggles. I mean, your, your struggle will be your gift that the world will fall in love with. And so your struggle that someone else reads about becomes someone else's gift because they read about how you overcame that, and you're like, wow, again, if they can do it, so can I. Or you look at that and go, wow, they had it way worse than I had it, and if they mm -hmm. can do it, right, if they can overcome that. And so stories define our lives. I mean, everything is moved by a story, Facts tell, stories sell, and the more I do it, the better I get at it, and it is something that I'm you know, really proud of, but also very blessed and grateful that it's something that I can do and do well because I've seen the importance of it out there in life, and everything you, is a story. I mean, if you watch a comedy routine, it's a story, right? If you're, if you're in sales, it's a story. We read stories to kids. I mean, people get up and talk about the stories of their lives. There's a thing called the the Stoop Storytelling Series in Baltimore. And before COVID, it was such a popular thing. I couldn't believe people would fill a movie theater on a Tuesday night to hear people get up for seven minutes and tell their stories, random people. But the thing was sold out every night. I couldn't, every, every month they had, I couldn't believe it. But it's the truth. We are craving for stories, right? And you read a book because of the story. And the story has to be interesting. If you picked up a book yeah. and it said, you know, chapter one, everything's fine. Chapter two, everything's fine. Chapter three, everything's fine. You never read the book. That is so true. You know, it's so interesting. Uh, years ago, my husband and I wrote and produced a, a no-budget film. And my son, who happened to be in middle school or elementary school, he, maybe he was just starting middle school, said to us, he said, well, you know, it's got to be a lot of drama in it. Or how did he say it? He said, it's got to be controversy and conflict. He said, mom, because that's what sells. People want to know. And this is a little kid talking. He said, people want to know that um, something happened and you overcame it some kind of way. Because, and the whole point is that we all have, we, we, we crave that to know that um, we're not the only ones who are going through something. 
and that someone has done this before. My grandmother used to say there's nothing new under the sun, which was always so comforting to me because even though it was new in my life, I knew that somewhere out there, somebody else had experienced something similar. And you're right. If I could hear a story about it, if you could tell me how, you know, not that our stories are exactly the same, but I could just hear you know, how you triumphed or where you wish you had done something different. It fuels me to, and encourages me to look at things differently and to keep going. So stories are everything. They really are. So I could see and every pack out. When you, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I, I could see how people crave to hear that. They and, and when you can actually look at the person, you know, connect in some way, it's even better. And everyone you ever meet in your entire life is going through something. No one is immune. No one. Nobody gets out of this life unscathed with nothing ever happening that's out of what we'd call the ordinary. And it's all about your perception, how you overcome it. So that, you know, once I got into that personal growth and self-improvement and, and started that Living Your Best Year Ever, Living Your Best Year Ever program, which is really just a couple of us tracking a, a couple of banner goals for the year and tracking your activity toward them and doing just little things that, again, easy to do, easy not to do. Things like, you know, healthy eating, because health is the foundation of everything, right? That's what I talk about in, in my meetup called Change Your Mind, Change Your Life. But, I mean, it's, health is the foundation of everything. The person has good health has a thousand wishes. The person that doesn't have good health has only one, and that's to feel better. So it truly is this, this vessel that's carrying us through this existence. Les Brown says the same thing. This vessel you have has to be taken care of, and attention has to be paid to it. And if you don't, it's going to ruin everything else that's in your life. And, and look, things do happen to people, and they have illnesses and other things that strike them. And again, it's, it's so important, but if you have the choice and the ability to create good health and you don't take advantage of that, you are ruining the foundation of everything else that could be possible because you don't want to be the richest guy in the graveyard. The money is meaningless if you don't have the health. So things like health and reading and gratitude, you know, meditation, things as simple as exercise, right? And, and uh, you know, a gratitude practice that you have, things that are so easy to do, it could take a minute a day, 10 minutes a day, but you don't do it because you're like, oh, I know it's so simple. I know I need to do that, but I won't. But if you actually did it and you tracked your progress toward it every single week and checked back and say, hey, did I do it six days that I said I was? No, I only did four. Did I do it seven days and only did three? Did I do it five days and only did two? It's okay. But you have a track record to look at, and that will change your entire existence. It's that. That's so true. But it's not easy. No, but that's where that's where I think, you know, I love having accountability partners, you know, because I run into people all of the time who say I don't they don't have time to eat right because they travel a lot or they don't have time to exercise because they travel a lot or they, you know, because they have children or because of this. And I go back to that thing that you started off with, the statement you started off with is that this the health, your body is essential to everything that you would like to accomplish in life. So that is paramount, your physical, mental, emotional health. That's king priority. So you take care of that, the temple, and then from there you can stretch out. But when you say, oh, I'm working 14 hours a day, a lot of people I know do that in healthcare, and uh, you know they get home and the sickest person that they know really is them, but they're giving 14 hours a day, especially during these um, you know interesting times of COVID, 14 hours a day plus in the hospital, but then you're not eating right, you're not sleeping well, you're not exercising, and you're ruining your own temple and diminishing your ability to give at your highest 
point of giving because you can't give from an empty vessel. You really got to make sure that you're getting that. So I, I love that. And I love the idea of 10 minutes a day for reading. It's so easy now. We got books on tape. If you're doing a 10 minute commute, you can read. You know, pop Correct. in something. Yeah. You can, you know, people say I don't have time to read, right? So here's a, here's a you find time to read. It's five pages in the morning, five pages at night. You know, if you want to take weekends off. So, I mean, it, it's, 10, it's 10 pages a day, 30 days in a month, it's 300 pages. When take weekends off, it's 220 pages. You actually want to read. And reading one book a month will change your life. It will change your life because you can't possibly have all the ideas in your head of what it takes to get through this life that we have. You weren't born with all the knowledge, but people wrote books because they want you to read them, and then they want you to steal every idea in them. You know, there's a great artist called Picasso, and Picasso's got this fantastic line. He said, he, it was about himself. He said, lesser artists borrow, great artists steal. The books are written oh, for a reason. That. They're not I written for that. you to, they, they, written, they wrote them because they want to share every piece of information. They want you to steal it. It's okay. You can plagiarize. Not, not going to go write the same book, but take the ideas they have in there and use them for your own existence and figure out a way that to manifest it to what it is that you want to accomplish and what you're all about. And the only way to, to get better is to read. I mean, leaders are, are readers. You have to be able to read to gain all these ideas. And most times I'm so inspired by what it is that I read, one line, one page, one idea, that I, it, it inspires me and motivates me to keep reading different books. Every time I hear a new book, it's like a kid in a candy store. And, I'm, if, and again, it's only 10 pages a day. I'm not right, taking I all day. I want to interject here. You have it. Your, your mission is to positively impact a billion people. And right now you've done so much in positive impacting right now. But for those of us who know that every great idea, everything that you want to do or accomplish it and get in life, you probably can get a pathway. I'm going to say you 100 percent can get a pathway there through a, a book. It's written there that something's there going to even if it's not the exact thing, it's going to spark your creative juices and bam, you're going to be a step closer to where you want to be. And you're busy. I know you're busy. Mark knows you're busy, but he just gave you a great formula. I love formulas. I've been a pharmacist for 30 years, so formulas excite me. Um, I love formulas and how to's. And here it is five pages in the morning, five pages in the evening. That's it. If you want to take weekends off, maybe you want to read, you know, I love romance com uh, books, so I'll read my romance novels on the weekend, but five pages in the morning. You can learn from those too. Um, it's creative juices, creative juices is all in there, but five pages in the morning, five pages in the evening, and you got yourself a 300 page book or 200 some odd page book read in 30 days. You're worth it. Your dreams are worth it. Your passions are worth it. Mark is impacting a billion people. And I'm so happy that we're part of this audience. That I just wanted to bring that up because that all, I hear people tell me all the time, I don't have time to read. And my answer to them usually is get the book on on tape. I, I do so much. I turn my car in like a university. I have so much stuff in there that I pop in or listen to when I'm on my way to work or driving around that I learn all the time. But I but there's something about, you know, reading, holding a book in your hand, I guess, if you're a certain age, the age that I am. <laughs> I like to hold a book and here's a way to do that. Five pages in the morning, five pages in the evening. And you feel like you're accomplishing something and your soul is expanding. Your mind is expanding. Your creativity is expanding. It's great. It's awesome. I love this Mark. You're good. This is great, great tips that you're giving us to expand. 
Thank you. And if you actually track your progress toward, you know, did I read 10 pages today? It doesn't mean you're not going to be successful 100% of the time. Does it, you know, when you're an airline pilot, an airline pilot is actually, no, most people don't know this, off track 80% of the time. It's a little tweak in the instruments, right, that gets you back on course. If you're flying from Maryland to California, he's off or she's off track 80% of the time. It's a little tweak with the controls. Next thing you know, you're back on track. That's all you're doing by tracking your progress is do that little tweak because we're all, we're all going to mess up. We're all going to fail. But what's worse than failing? Not trying. Not trying. Absolutely. And so you deserve to give it a shot. One of the hardest things to do in this life is to feel that you deserve it, to love yourself because we all – have flaws, we all have inadequacies, we also, though, have greatness inside of us. And so it, you are worth it. The, the most important thing you can ever do is love you. Because if you don't love you, other people don't love you either. It, be, it all begins with the inside game. And when we, you know, I know we got to probably take a break, so when I come back, I'll talk about the meetup, change your mind, change your life. But that's where it all begins. It's, life is not an outside-in game. It's an inside-out game. And you have to look inside yeah. of you. If you want things to change, you better look inside and then things outside will change. Don't look to change. Don't look to have things change outside for your inside to change. It ain't going to work. Right, because you, because our outside world, I know we do not like to hear this because we get defensive sometimes, but our outside world is an outpicturing of our internal conditioning. So if you're living in conditions or you're experiencing things, you're like, wow, why is this happening to me? Take a look at what you got going on in the inside and start really, I love, uh, you know, Louise Hay talks a lot about mirror work and getting in that mirror and doing those affirmations and looking yourself in your eyes and really getting to that place where you really love yourself. No judgment, no condemnation, no shame. You just love yourself and then forgive yourself for everything. It makes it easier to forgive other people and to walk in a different energetic pathway, which opens up to the external world that you actually really want to have. So, yeah, you're absolutely right, Mark. You're on point with so many um, wonderful, wonderful tools that you're giving us that will positively impact. I know for sure the lives of a billion people and for every listener on here, because here's the here's the thing that. I want to say before we go to break is that hearing it and doing it are two separate things. You know, Mark could be here giving you all the great information and that's good. Information is only powerful if you take some of it. You may not take everything, but take one or two things and implement today, not tomorrow. Right? Because tomorrow we know never comes. It's always the day after. All we have is this moment right now, the moment that we're giving the information and the moment that you're receiving it and saying, Yes, I have a book that I could start right now. So we'll be back after these breaks talking about the life is an inside game. More after this break with Mark Rodinsky. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Create and build the life of your dreams. Welcome back to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Welcome back. We're today talking about positively impacting a billion people with our fabulous guest, 
Mark Brodinski. And just before the break, we we're talking about life is an inside game. And I so want to hear your thoughts. I, I'm right there with you, but I want to share that your thoughts with that life is an inside game. We'll pick up right there. Sure. I mean, the, the whole reason I started this meetup, it's called Change Your Mind, Change Your Life, was because of that. Because so many people think that you can control the outside world, but you cannot. And that frustrates you and upsets you and makes you anxious uh, and feels like you're, you know, you have this huge vulnerability and you can't make things happen because you're always focusing on the outside. And the outside won't change until the inside changes. When you change what's inside of you and you change your habits and your disciplines and the way you think, when you change the way you think, the things you think about change. Your perspective changes, your perception changes, and now everything gets better because you're getting better. You know, you don't want to you don't want to wish that it were easier. You want to wish you were better. And to get better will change the things outside of you. And I, I listened to something this morning and, and Darren Hardy he has something called Darren Daly he talked about like what's going on in, in the country, right? With the election coming up. You got a couple people to vote for, but the really the biggest vote you should make, the most important vote you make is on you. Right? You should be electing yourself to be the president of your life. Because the president is not coming to save you. No one is coming to save you except you. And if you don't take care of you and your personal responsibility and your actions and your activities and the way you think out there in the world, then it's not going to matter what happens. It doesn't matter what happens in the White House. It matters what happens in your house. That's where it all begins, and your house begins inside of you. So the whole purpose of the meetup was to get people to think differently. In fact, Jim Rohn, we talked about a little bit, you know, that, that line he said, the goal of this human adventure is to see what all we can become with all we have been given. I heard a couple lines from him that changed my life about 10 years ago. And he said, if you want things to change, you have to change. If you want things to get better, you have to get better. If you want to have more, you must become more. You cannot give what you don't have. And so until you can have more inside of you, then you can give a ton and things are going to change around you. He actually says that, you know, that work harder on yourself than you do on your job, and things will change for you. The most important investment you can ever make is in yourself. Warren Buffett says that, and he's one of the richest guys in the world, right? It's, it's what you do for you. So the, the inside-out game is changing the way that you think inside. And so the way you do that is by changing what I call principles of, of change, which are things like health and exercise and gratitude and reading, meditation, affirmations, visualization, and then focusing on things that really matter in life that people take for granted, like music. I mean, mu music, to me, uh, it, it's, that, it's that string that, that if, if I could give you a visualization, from the time you're born and they're playing nursery rhymes in your life until the, di until the day you die and they're playing a hymn at your funeral, whatever it is, there's that music. that just, It's a tapestry of our life. And if you just stop and think about the importance of music inside of you and you actually have a theme song for your life. My theme song is, is Can't Stop Me Now, right? It's Rod Stewart. Because it's an autobiography. It's not a really popular song you have, but it's an autobiography of his life and how he was told, you know, your nose is too big, your hair is too long. For people listening who know Rod Stewart, um, your voice doesn't sound right. You don't, we don't like your clothes. And so he said, but he had this thing inside of him and he kept going. And then along comes a song called Maggie May, and his whole life changes. But that's after he did all the hard work and the grunt work of becoming successful. And so, you know, having a theme song for your life, focusing on your financial picture, and, and realizing you talked about before the break about forgiveness. 
right? And, and fear and mistakes. I mean, forgiveness is such a gift in life. And, and we focus on these principles. And I encourage them to a tracker to track their progress on certain activities. And you actually track it because what gets measured gets managed. And the, that will change the construct of your life because you're changing the way that you think about things. I mean, reading and gratitude and health, those three things alone, if that's all you ever focused on, would still make such a significant difference in your life, you couldn't believe it. And you and I were talking during the break about a gratitude practice. I teach this in the in the meetup because most people don't take the time. You, you know, if you if you ask people, are you grateful? Everyone raises their hand. Then ask them the second question: Do you have a gratitude practice? One person raises their hand, right, in a room of a hundred people. And that gratitude practice is doing. And I spend the time in the morning while the coffee's brewing. I stand there with my eyes closed, arms outreached, close my eyes. And think of the three things that happened the day before. Three things. On the worst day of your life, you can think of three things to be grateful for. I close my eyes and I say, thank you, thank you, thank you, after I recite each one. And then it's about the manifestation, the visualization. So then I think about the three things that are going to happen that day, haven't happened yet, but see myself successful doing them and say it out loud and say, thank you, thank you, thank you. One of those things was this radio interview. Because I know if I, yeah. if I see mine, I'm going to hold it in my hands and it's going to manifest itself because I already saw myself doing it. And 50% of success is belief. Yeah, I love this. I love this. I, you are just giving so many pearls of wisdom right here. You know, I believe in a gratitude practice. It changes the energy around you from the inside out. Being grateful moves energy. And this three things that happened yesterday that you're grateful for, on the worst day of your life, you know that there are three things that happened that you're grateful for. One could easily be that you're standing here on the day after the worst day of your life, right? So that's right there, huge gratitude there, that whatever happened, it wasn't strong enough to, to take you out of here. So three things that happened the day before and three things that are going to happen today. And you're speaking those things now as if they were this just is genius. It is genius. It is visualizing. It is uh, active visualizing, which I absolutely love active visualizing. And it does have a positive impact. You mentioned something earlier that I just wanted to go back to. You said tracking your progress. And are you referring to uh, people tracking their progress as it relates to reading gratitude and health is that what they're tracking yeah i have a tracker that i give to them and you actually track your progress across seven days you know and all every week of the of the year uh darren hardy's program called living your best year ever you actually get a journal that does that and you know in my mastermind group we're tracking three banner goals and we have about 10 activities related to those goals or some hobbies or just things you want to accomplish in life that that you track your progress because the problem is if you don't write it down you can't measure it. And so, because if you have ideas in your head, like everyone has these great ideas that come to them and, and great ideas, even gratitude, right? Or like marbles in your head, unless you write it down and focus on it, a, a new marble comes in and knocks it out. And if you write it down and you track your progress, you can actually see whether you're on track or off track. Like I talked about before the break is that the pilot being off track 80% of the time, it's okay. But if I know I'm off track, I can do something next week to get back on track. If I didn't read seven days out of the week and only read five, well, you know what? I, I didn't fail, but I didn't do as good as I could have. So now I can make an adjustment to say, think, how am I going to do this? Maybe I'm going to listen to the book instead of read it, or maybe I'm going to listen to a book and then also read a book. You know, 
Did I do my gratitude practice? Did I have 10 minutes of, of prayer with God in the morning? It's the first thing I do in the morning is spend 10 minutes in conversation with God. I don't care what your religion is. If you believe in some higher power, those 10 minutes that I spend, and actually it's increased to almost 20, having conversations and asking for things. If you ever listen to Steve Harvey, he's all about the ask, right? You can ask for God for whatever it is that you want. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you ask big? And you talked earlier, uh, Dr. James, about, um, you know, survival. And, and Steve Harvey says, you are, you're, I love this line, you are a 100% survivor of everything that has come before in your life. It wasn't 98%, yeah. you wouldn't be. It wasn't 2%, Absolutely. you wouldn't be. Absolutely. Isn't that beautiful? <laughs> it's the truth. Yes. We're living. So, yeah. you know, that, that's why the, the meetup is just meant to, give people another perspective. And I, I, I can tell you, I have stories of the people in my meetup because they've told, talked about how it's changed their lives. They've gotten better jobs. They have better relationships. They've left relationships that weren't working for them because one of the hardest things to do is to say goodbye to something that's not working because we all feel like we don't want to be alone. But yet, if it's not serving you and not serving the other person, it's time to release it because life is short. And it, like we talked about before, people say, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for that. That's BS because there are 168 hours in the week, and we all have the same 168 hours. And why is it that some people are incredibly successful and some people aren't? Because they're not utilizing those same, those same 168 hours the same way. We all have the same time. Don't tell me I don't have time. You do have the time. You have chosen not to spend the time doing the little things that if you actually did them consistently would change your entire existence. So it's not on the time. Don't blame the time. Blame you. Again, we're 100% responsible for the quality of our life. And unless we take control of that responsibility, we cannot then point fingers at other people and other circumstances and who's running the country and who's out there doing what and doing that and saying this and saying that. Take control of your spirit and your experience, right? That I mean, the body that we talked about is so important to you, that, that health, that foundation is housing something. And that's your spirit and your energy and the reason you're here. So it's your responsibility to take control of that. And if you just took control of it and shined your light so bright, again, that no one can ignore it, we're all going to be better off because we lose if you die and you take that gift with you. Wayne Dyer's yes. got a great line. He says, Don't let the music die inside of you. That music again, right? And I, you know, we talked about this before we started. Michael Jackson, one of my all-time favorites of, uh, you know, just in music, but it's in, I'm fascinated by people that become the famous person in the world, not because they're doing it for some selfish reason, but because they're doing it because they have this gift and they made that gift so bright and shined their light so bright that nobody could ignore them. How did Michael Jackson become the most famous person in the world? Because he sang from his heart and he wanted to change the world through music, and things got crazy in the end because you know why? Because he tried to do it. He, he, he went out with a, a purpose to try to top himself instead of just releasing that energy inside of him like he did in the beginning through Off the Wall and Thriller. He was just being himself, but then when he tried to, to make it a, 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 like a mechanical thing, it failed, and he failed. That's when he went backwards. And so, you know, fame, unfortunately, has some consequences related to it. But when he was just being himself and releasing that music and the gift inside of him, nobody could ignore it. It was so beautiful. And people like Mother Teresa and Martin Luther King Jr., I mean, they have this thing inside of them. They were put here for a reason. And they're using that spirit and that energy to affect the lives of other people. That's all I'm trying to do. And if I can do it 
in a way, and the, the billions of metaphor, I'm not keeping count, but if I can do it with every lie that I come in contact with and touch is changed in some way, guess what? When I change their life, they change someone else's life, and they change someone else's life, and they change someone else's life. You have no idea the impact of what it is that you do down the road. If someone else reads something that I wrote, someone else hears something that I said, someone else is helped by my health insurance business, or I'm changing the lives of my agents, I run a division here, and my whole goal is to help make them successful and to create this culture where everyone loves each other and is having a good time. We're all pulling on the rope together, going towards the same goal. I work in a company where our mission is hope, helping other people every day. And that's in perfect alignment with my billion mission, right? Because that's what it's all about. I mean, if you read the book, Again, a book, right? How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Maybe this might be the most important thing I ever heard. Is that the 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 actual uh, the biggest desire of anyone, of all of us in this human existence, is to feel valued and appreciated, to feel important, to realize that you matter. And that actually created something else that um, gave me an idea to create something else, which is a You Matter campaign. And I asked, I have these cards made up business cards and actually now postcards that say you matter on them, period. It's, it's a red background with white lettering. It just says you matter on two lines of the period at the end. This was way before everything happened with the, you know, things changing in the country and unrest. This was just because I heard a story about it and I realized that everyone does matter, right? And if you ha I can't tell you the feeling that I get and someone else gets when I'm standing in a grocery checkout line and before I leave, right, I look at their name tag and I ask the person, you know, I ask them to pronounce their name sometimes to make sure I'm saying it correctly and say their name back to them and say, hey, that's a beautiful name. I don't care what it is. And then hand them a card. And all it says on the front is you matter. It's a little business card. But I had the letters you matter. It's raised lettering. You can run your finger across it and feel it. And on the back, all it says is my mission statement. I'm now positively impacting the lives of a billion people and has my name at the bottom. No phone number, no website, nothing. Because I realized I made these a, a set of these first and I put my meet up on there, my phone number, and everyone flips the card over because they think you're selling them something. I don't want them to think I'm selling them anything except wow. and they that, matter. That makes such a big difference, Mark, because so many people that I come in contact with, people that I coach, um, feel that they don't matter as a result of them feeling like they didn't matter to someone else. And this takes me back to something that you said, you know, we said before the break that this is an inside job that you're mattering, you mattering is an inside job, but it's so wonderful that, you know, like you said, no advertising, no anything, just something to, to, to kind of like poke and prod you to turn within because you do matter. And when you make that decision, that you matter. It's not predicated on what you look like, what you drive, where you live, how much education you do or do not have. Uh, it's predicated on you just believing and accepting that you matter. Everybody matters. There are no extra people on the planet Earth. There are absolutely no extra people. You know, so that, I think that's so beautiful that you hand a card and there's nothing else on there except for that. That's the only message. Is that you, Matt? I handed it to two women in a bakery yesterday, and they both clutched the cards to their chest, and like they said, "You just made my day." And uh, that's and it's all of a five second interaction before I'm walking away, right, from whatever service person that's helping me, or sometimes just 
I'll walk by somebody to meet someone in an elevator and we're talking just for a second. And before I get out, I always have my pocket. I just hand it to them. Hey, say, I just want to let you know. My name's Mark. So, because I know they're going to flip the card over, right? So I tell them my name. Tell them my name. I know they're going to flip the card over. So they see my mission statement and my name. If they want to know more about me, there's something called Google. And everyone will Google everyone else so they can find out more about me. I'm not out there trying to sell anything. I'm just trying to share my soul and my spirit because everybody does matter. And I, it, it is, like you said, Dr. James, it's, it's so easy to think that you don't. And, and people, especially work in the service industry sometimes and think that they're just, you know, not appreciated and valued. What did I say? The most important desire we all have in life is to be valued and appreciated. And by handing them that card, I hope I'm sharing that light with them for a moment to remind them that they are important, that they're here for a reason. They're a miracle. They're a masterpiece. This is what it's about. Right. And so this takes me back to how we opened up the program, too. We talked about your your mission is to positively impact the lives of a billion people. And to me, this this is the root of all of that. When we accept and embrace and know beyond believing that we matter, then then we position ourselves. It's from there that we can springboard and make a commitment to read five pages in the morning and read five pages in the evening to exercise, to eat a diet that supports the light, the body that we live in. Because when you know that you matter, the second step is just the tell me how, you know, it's okay. I know I matter and I know I need to do this. Give me the how, give me the, give me the uh, formula to have, for reading a, a 300 page book in 30 days. Tell me the how, because you don't have to convince someone who knows that they're ma- that they matter. And I think I love that this is a campaign that you're embracing because it goes right to the heart of the matter. When I can help you to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you matter, these other things will just be things that you desire to do. You may, you may need some tips and tricks on how to accomplish them, but they will be a burning desire of yours because you know and believe that you matter. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I love what life, I love what life is hard. It's simple, but it's hard. And so anything you can do to brighten up someone's day and, and help them feel valued and appreciated, but also give them a maybe a, a little runway to, to you know go off of and try to do little things. You don't have to get overwhelmed by this. It's if you took one activity at a time and spent a month doing it, like reading or did the gratitude practice or you know p- pick up a book called The Magic by Rhonda Byrne. It's a 28-day practice of gratitude. And don't tell me you don't have money to buy books. There's something called a library, and a library card is free. That's my other favorite excuse. I don't, I don't have the money to buy a book. You don't need to buy a book. Go rent it at the library. Even now you can do it. Even with COVID, you can do it online and go pick it up. I mean, and that book will change your life because you're going to read about people that are came from places you can't even imagine and did incredible things. So don't tell me that you don't you don't have the value or the time or the or that you don't matter because you do. And you know the, right. the 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 biggest room in any building and in any person is the room for improvement. We Absolutely. can all make that. You hit on something several times here, and so have I, is um, we're kind of dancing around it, but it's the excuses. How how do you help people to get beyond the excuses? Because, and I will be the first to say that when I talk to people and when I coach people, the I'm calling them excuses now, but that's without blame, shame, or condemnation. The reasons for not doing something are so strong for them that how, how do you help people to move past your can't 
to your must? It's a lie you're telling yourself. It's a story you're telling yourself. And stories mean everything, right? It's a story you're telling yourself that you can't do this because of X. And a lot of times, it's driven by fear. Fear of failing. Fear that you, if you do it, it won't make a difference. But you never even tried. And fear is, the, again, the famous Les Brown thing, right? Fear is false evidence appearing real. And that's where gratitude comes into play. So if you're making excuses, get grateful. If you're making excuses, get grateful because gratitude and fear and misery can't exist in the same space in your mind. Gratitude pushes it all out. It can't, it can't make room. Just like fear and misery pushes out the gratitude. If all you do is sit there every day and watch the news 24-7, you will not feel grateful. I worked in TV news for 15 years. I have credibility to talk about this. The, only, the, only, uh, the, the, the number one priority of a TV news show is advertising. They don't care about you. They'll, they'll, they'll broadcast all the lies and everything else that anyone says and don't even fact check and everything. It's just about bringing you back because we're all martyrs. So we think the world's going to get better and the TV news keeps us coming back because the world will never get better in their eyes. The world's a beautiful place. It is. But if you watch the news all day, you'll never feel that. But yet it is beautiful. No, no baby's ever born bad. We all come into this world as these, as these infinite beings and be able to accomplish a lot. And actually, there's a great lie that's told to people, too, that you can do anything you want if you set your mind to it. It's not the truth because we're not all built the same. But you can. You may not be able to do everything that you want, but you can become everything that you are. And that should be the mission of your life. So excuses are just lies. just stories you're telling yourself that aren't true. So stop it. Yeah. I love what you, you just said. You did. Oh my gosh! Get this. You, you can become everything that you are were meant to be. And believe me, following yeah. your passion is the key. Is the key. It's your passion. Don't follow the girl down the street or the guy next door. Don't follow their passion. Right. Follow yours. You can do what you were meant to do. It's you not silly. It. It's not. You shouldn't be following the herd, right? You should be who you're, and the and the the thing that keeps us small is trying to be like everybody else, thinking that if I don't do that, I'm not going to fit in. Please don't fit in. Please be crazy, and and weird and special and different because that's what you're meant to be. And not in a way you should never do that because it's going to harm someone else. You don't get to walk around and just be vicious and violent and 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 rattle off things that don't make sense and hurt other people. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about being exactly who you're meant to be. Really look inside of yourself. It goes back to that thing I said at the beginning, which is what are the two most important days in your life? The day you're born and the day you find out why. So figure out your why. Take a few minutes, sit down, write some things down, or just close your eyes and think about what is it, what is it that I really enjoy doing? And I bet that if you did that and you focused on it and you measured your progress, the world will beat a path to your door because you're doing something that you know you were meant to do. And we cannot ignore that light. Yeah, I love that. Sitting, loving yourself to ask those questions. Wouldn't you? How many of us would love for someone to be so interested in us? They just take time out and say, "Hey, I want to talk to you. I want to ask you, what is it that you really love to do?" Right? And that may or may not happen. Someone external to us may or may not do that. But we have the ability to love ourselves so much every day 
that we sit down and we ask those questions and we listen to how our body, you know, we, we get in our body and we listen to how our body responds, right? You say, you know, oh, you talked about earlier, and I, I, I wrote an article about this, knowing your passion. You, you, you referenced being a pilot, and I have a friend who's a pilot, and I can honestly say that has never been something that's been on my heart or mind. It's never been one of my goals to be a pilot. So when I ask myself, would you like to be a pilot? Not, it's flatline for me, right? But... <laughs> Get in your get in your space and ask yourself, what is it that I love? And whatever that is, when your body responds and you'll know it, whatever that is, beat a pathway to that and it'll start beating a pathway towards you. Your your dream has been following and chasing you. So stop and listen. Mark, you have just been an awesome, awesome guest who's giving like you're you're definitely going to hit. A billion people that lives that you impact positively because today you've impacted many many lives and this show will air over and over again because there are so many things that you said here today and I encourage our listeners our everyday peacemakers to pick a few of these get yourself a tracking it doesn't need to be fancy just start tracking your progress not because you want to condemn yourself because you want to encourage yourself this journey is meant to be whole complete Nothing missing, nothing broken, totality for you. But you got to get in there. You're worth it. You got to face yourself in the mirror. You got to fall in love with you. Fall in love with your dreams and go after them. Read a book. Realize that Mark said something really important today. Stories help to encourage you, to let you know that, yes, you can do it too. Read a book. You'll find yourself in one of them. I guarantee you. We're not as unique and different in that we haven't had problems. All of us have had crazy things happen. And yet and still, your passion is inside of you and it's meant not to die there. The the words of Wayne Dyer, don't die with your music still inside of you. Don't do that. That song needs to be played. This is Dr. Drayvon James. We've had Mark Brodinski as our fabulous guest today. Until next time, know that I absolutely love you. Thank you for being an everyday peacemaker. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hey, it's Radley Valentine. Join me for a brand new way of connecting with your angels on my new podcast, The Angel Tarot Show. Each week, you'll meet your angelic guides and guardians and find new ways to unlock unconditional love, tune into your intuitive abilities, and create the joy-filled life that, well, you've always wanted. Plus, you'll get a useful and timely energetic weather report, bringing you guidance for the coming week. Tap into the healing, hope, and guidance that's all around you on the Angel Tarot Show exclusively on mindbodyspirit.fm.